and welcome to another Energy Crew podcast. I'm your host, J.P. Warren, and thank you for everyone tuning in right now. And you can find Energy Crew on pretty much any podcast streaming platform. Where do you listen to Energy Crew at? What's your What's your go-to? Oh, LinkedIn. That's where you listen to the episodes? Yeah. So Okay. Okay. Well, and, and on LinkedIn. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Energy underscore crew. And I have a blog, energycrew.com. Check it out there. It's got some tips for personal branding, sales, business development, all that fun stuff. Pretty much whatever I jot down, I, I, I never, never go through and like, like proofread it. I just, I just go with it. I, <laughs> I just like go it. with it from the hip. So that's good. Anyway, with us today, we have Will Norman, well optimization, sales, business development, man of many hats, many different titles for gyro data, right? Yes, sir. Proud to be here too. So well optimization. Well bore. Yes, sir. Well bore optimization. Talk to me. That's, that's, but that, that's sales. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we uh, basically our our role is to you know build the business with services we have with our customers, right. and then um, as far as the optimization side, it it goes on to like how can we prolong the the lifespan of your well bore? Okay, how can we set it up? And how long success? you been over there for? October will be thirteen years. Thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. What's okay? So you don't hear people staying around. So actually, you know what? I, I talked on previous podcasts. I talked to Alan. You know Bernard. Okay, and. Yep. Um, and he has like tenure at that company as well. Yeah. And he mentioned that a lot of people are at Gyrodata for a long time. For a certain, so what, what has it made you stay there that long? Well, one, I love what I do. Um, I love what we do. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe in the products and the services that we have. Um, Gyrodata basically gave me my career and gave me an opportunity. And, um, you know, one, I'm loyal, you know, and so... Um, yeah, as far as the company, it, it's kind of like, uh, we're, I always say we're small, big, you know, we're global, but we're still, you know, I can, I can email or, or call the president of our company and get a response. And I'm not just a number, right? which is, uh, that feels good, dude. No, it really is. I mean, cause you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's kind of like the whole family type atmosphere. Yeah. That's what you kind of want, right? You know, you just don't want to be a number or just an employee, you want to be like, hey, how's it going? Get to know people's families and stuff like I that. I think that's the worst, dude. I remember when I first got into sales, nothing against the company, but like yeah. I had nothing, no idea what I was doing. Still don't. But that being said, um, I remember I had that feeling that I was a number, that I was just kind of, you know, just like, hey, like you're, you're here to pretty much draw a paycheck, like, yeah. like produce to draw a paycheck. Like there, was, there wasn't that family environment. There wasn't that open door, you know, mm-hmm. environment where you can actually go in and talk to someone. Yeah. No, and and what I tell people all the time, and, and, I, and I truly mean it every time I say it, but Jarda was the first oil field company I've ever had, and I really hope it's the last. Really? Oh, yeah. I really hope to retire. What did you do before? I was a personal trainer. Go on. Believe it or not. No, I do believe it. <laughs> I do believe it because you told me, but go on. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I was a kinesiology degree. Okay. Uh, was my background. Uh, wanted to be a phys- you, physical you therapist. sports. I did. I played college baseball. First off, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. So what? So what? Uh, what did you bring uh, to that we're going to be sipping on during this some, uh, podcast? Some, uh, some Grainstone, twenty-five year. Grainstone, twenty-five year. And this is uh, you're a Scotch guy, correct? I am. Yes, sir. So what's your what's your house Scotch? Um, I do like Glenn Levitt. Um, I actually I still have a bottle of Blue Label I got for my thirtieth birthday that I just sip on a on on various special occasions. Special occasions. This so, is good, by yeah, the way. I like Sherry it. Oak. Yeah, twenty five nice. year. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the Lagavulin every now and then, but uh, you know, like we said, it was just who does that? Little, Ron Swanson does that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like bacon too, so <laughs> it's a good it's a good thing. But 
Yeah, no, I was uh, uh, played baseball. Would you? What, what what position did you play? I was a left-handed pitcher. Okay, so I uh, I didn't throw hard, but I had a great changeup. Okay, and so I was the starter. I was the Friday night guy, and uh, uh, I was good enough to play college and good enough to get college paid for. Did you um, like it? Loved it. Miss it every day. I bet there's some. You know, so I'm friends with a couple of people that used to play A&M ball and the, the stores that they have is just hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's just like, cause I mean, you're on the road, mm-hmm. you know, you're with your group of friends, yeah. your family pretty much for the next, you know, four months, five months. And the stories that come out of that are just kind of like, all you're doing is messing with people, just shooting the shit, like doing all that stuff. It's, it's, it's some of the best years <laughs> ever. I yeah. mean, be, being on a bus going somewhere, just that whole atmosphere in the bus, you know, whether it's going to like Alabama or, or to play Troy or, you know, go to Louisiana. And this is before smartphones and or like, you know, like yep. uh, yeah, this switches. Is, yeah, we would just play poker and guys, you know, every day you get a per diem. And okay. so, but guys on the on their way there, the way back, they would bet with their per diem money and poker. And if they lost, they would just go hungry. Uh, go hungry. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But uh, yeah, the, the com- camaraderie that comes behind the just that team atmosphere on a bus. And traveling, it's, it's you still stay. You still stay in touch with the the other teammates. Uh, quite a few, yeah. Really, uh, some I had a, some as groomsmen. Okay, uh, my wife and I got married. Uh, some are still kind of trickled out. You know, obviously you grow up and you kind of move. And yeah, I mean, people come in your life, they go in your life, yeah. they come back in. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I still keep in contact with a few of them. But uh, yeah, I miss it. It was. Uh, I, I hope our uh, our son plays. So you did Kines- Well, how old your son? He'll be two on August sixth. That's actually. a lot of pressure right now on him. That's a lot of pressure. You know, so one of my, one another one of my happy days was he started throwing and picking stuff up with his left hand. So I was just like, I got a lefty, I got a southpaw. That's my boy. Yeah, that's my boy. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. So I was pretty pumped about that one. So uh, yeah, hopefully he can follow uh, follow my footsteps and and maybe even go further. But um, I want you to be the dad that that vicariously lives through him and like, is like yelling at him when he's like in like you know like third grade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Takes it over the top. I want you to be that parent. I can't do it. Are you, no, are mm-hmm. you? So you're competitive. I'm assuming. Extremely, yeah. Extremely competitive. Uh, which actually has a great segue or, or a great a parallel to sales, right? You know what? Segue us. Bring us back in. We're we're going to be doing this the entire okay. the entire episode. Well, I mean, just you know, you have competition, right? With right. Other services, and so you know, anytime you lose out on a job or a prospect or a customer, um, it it always hurts a little bit because it's like competing. It's like you, you just lost. So you kind of try to figure, okay, how can I beat that person the next time? Right. So there's just a uh, there's, there's a great parallel between sports and uh, sales and marketing. I feel. Well, how would you comp- how would you I guess compete against the next person? I mean, besides the price issue, I mean, I guess what 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 would that look like? Well, I guess it's just uh, yeah, besides if you just took price out. Then, I'm I'm done talking about yeah, on price, man. I yeah. think you and I both are. I mean, we actually can talk about that if you want. I wrote a LinkedIn article last year that Stephen helped me write. Uh, who does our all of our uh, online stuff? And uh, who was it, a previous podcast guest, by the way? Yes, yes. Uh, very, very, very uh, great. A great writer too. God, yeah. But uh, I wrote. I we published a, uh, a LinkedIn post called uh, "Don't Always che- Choose the Cheaper Option." And it was basically based on price, right? Um, even in the downturn even through COVID, you know, just because something is cheaper, you know, there's certain things that are going to lack as far as quality, you know, everything, Preach. right? Everything Preach. goes on it, right? Go so, on. Uh, but it's still something that we fight every day. So, um, but so what's you, funny is that there's a there's a mindset. It's like, okay, I want 
the cheapest uh, service. I want the cheapest, you know, da, 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 mm -hmm. all that stuff. But at the same time, you take yourself out of the uh, mm -hmm. out of the office and you go home, and you know, you're not getting pop pop vodka for the house. No. You know what I mean? You're gonna get a nicer bottle. You're not gonna get, uh, you know, some cheap, you know, Kmart shoes right. that you're gonna wear to a business meeting. No, you're gonna. Do but it's always weird that whenever whenever it's your own right money, you're gonna, you're gonna you know quality. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like, like you, you you talk to engineer number X, right? And it's like, well, I, I know she have a you drive a King Ranch F two fifty. Why didn't you just get the base model with the rolled windows? It's cheap. It's cheaper. It's the cheap one, right? Yeah. Oh, you it's a better quality product, right? And so I it's completely just, agree. So that's the that's the biggest yeah. So. Not to go on that rant, but it's uh but that's a fine rant to go on because yeah. there's a lot of times, you know, in our industry where it's like, you know, when commodity prices do start slipping and, mm -hmm. you know, obviously people get squeezed. We're not there now, but I'm saying previously, like right. right now, I don't even know where we're at right now in our industry, but, you know, historically, you know, operators who tell oil field service companies to reduce prices by X amount, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, when prices go back up, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a struggle if possible for service companies to, to gain those margins back. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it takes you years to get back to, you know, where you were back in 2012, right? Yeah. But it's, um, then something typically happens and then you got to reduce pricing again. So and, then you all, a, and, you're, and then you're also competing against with the people that, you know, shoot themselves in the foot yep. and don't operate their companies like a business and will take a loss to take a job, which just isn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense for, for anybody. Yeah, no, it's, it's just not a good business model really. You know, don't compete on cost. No, and I completely yeah. agree with that. You know, I and mean, we try and you, know, you do your best you can, right? At the end of the day, you try to base it on technology and relationships. Yes, you know, and a lot of times that that you know that holds a lot more merit than price. What does? Which one? Relationship. Yeah, and I'd say technology, both. Um, I mean, those are two pretty good, great platforms to stand on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you know. It is just, it's like, well, you're, you were, you know, a thousand dollars more than the other company. So we're going to go with them. I'm like, okay, well. Does this person know you? Is this person going to wake up at 2 a.m. to take a call and fix the issue? Right. Is, is this person going to bend over backwards they, or is it? Yeah. How do they certify their surveys and yeah. quantify everything? You know, it's like we, you know, and that's what I guess what I love getting about Jared. We're just so small family. We're tight knit, constantly communicating, you know, um, our OTS manager, Rob, he is, I always call, uh, during a presentation, I interview him, I introduce him, I should say, as our, he's our, this is our Yoda. Okay. He's our gyro guru. He's also been with the company for, I think, 39 years. See? I love that. Yeah. Everyone it's, you hear from that company has been there for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, just, it's, they just, they treat us, they treat us really good. You know, it's, uh, I, uh, I really hope to, this will be my only job in the old field <laughs> or only job, only job for that matter. Until I retire. Then we can so. focus on getting your son yep. competitive. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yelling at the umps. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start yelling at the umps. Uh, yeah, hopefully. And we're going to introduce him into all kinds of sports and, and just whatever he kind of decides he likes. I won't, I won't, I will push him towards baseball, but I'm not. You'll I've, influence him towards baseball. Yeah, I, I grew up with a kid who had a dad like that. And then by high school, he just got completely burnt out. Yeah. And just quit. Stone yeah. Cold Turkey is like, I'm just done with this sport. Quit. Never went back. You know what's crazy? Like, I remember growing up, like, baseball would be, like, two practices a week and, like, maybe, like, a game or two games on a weekend. Yeah. You know, and you're done. Yeah. Dude, like, I don't know if it's – I saw up in Connecticut. I don't know if it's Texas. I don't know if it's just, like, this generation as parents. But, like, 
there's so many competitive sports that the kids are going to every day. And mm-hmm. then like weekends are all tournaments. Like that's a grind on a kid who just wants to play it for fun. Yeah. No, we, we did, uh, my sisters and I <laughs> growing up, they played soccer and I did both soccer and baseball. And then my mom was like, you got to choose cause I'm tired of driving you. Right. Uh, you know, Monday through Friday to a different practice. So I was better at baseball, ch- stuck with that. But yeah, I mean, you're constantly the select baseball here in Houston for that matter. It's huge. Yeah. And the, yeah, you're constantly uh, playing every weekend. You have practices three times a week, sometimes more. Um, and then, you know, one weekend you'll be here. You'll have a tournament like in spring. Another week you'll be in like Georgetown. Yeah, exactly. Or Dallas. Yeah. You know, uh, our, our select team we had here, we'd go to Florida, Minnesota. Oh, so you play select here. Hmm? Growing yeah. up. Okay. Yeah, I grew up at Baseball USA um, playing and uh, grew up on the south side. And, I remember uh, Baseball USA. I've been down there a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, I guess our generation uh we were the first to play on the new uh uh facilities there on the the beltway yeah so yeah it was awesome i had a great time i uh yeah i miss it it's uh so hopefully the the kids will play sports and i can just be the the fan so you went yeah so if you're competitive you're not gonna be the fan i know you're gonna be that (laughs) i i hope i would hope you're that dad well i'm hopefully i'll be the coach right okay but because i don't want to I don't want to be the guy that's in the in the stands and like the coach has no experience at all in the sport. Uh, and you just watching that would grind your yeah, gears, dude. Yeah, it would. So you didn't play, you didn't play college ball. Yeah, no. Yeah, or, or even high school, right? I'll give you that. Give let's just just grow up playing it, and then and then and then coach my kid. Yeah, yeah. Till then, get away, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he playing? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Put him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, it, it. Yeah, we're. Uh, they're still young right now. So, yeah, like I said, hopefully we can just watch them grow up. And That's been pretty nice. I'll bet that was pretty nice, though, being at the house though, last year watching them grow. Because that, that's a fun age. What, you said two and four? Yeah, two and four. Uh, two and three and a half. Uh, our daughter will be four in November. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's a fun age to, like, be at the house with them and watch them kind of. It was a blessing in disguise yeah. being stuck at the house. Because for my daughter, for our daughter, I should say, you there know, you I, I took my, I think I took two or three weeks of, of uh paternity okay and then got back on the road and then for our son um i took our paternity and then covid happened and then i was basically at the house so I, some of the stuff i missed with our daughter you know like first word first word was dad by the way for both kids which is awesome oh, yeah i think every kid's another, first words another dad. competitive win right yeah but, um you know like when she, the first time she rolled over stuff like that i missed but like with our son i was home because i was grounded i couldn't go anywhere you get to see it all. Yeah, so I got to see it all. So that was, it was a really, last year was a kind of a blessing in disguise, which was nice. It was fun. I mean, I, it, it was fun because it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you're trying to be productive on the computer and all that stuff, but at the same time, it's like you, you could watch your your child. Yeah. You could spend that time with your kid. You know, yeah. you could spend that time with your wife if you want to spend that time with right. your wife. Yeah, Some exactly. people didn't. Some people that was, uh, it was disastrous for. Which is crazy, right? I think it is. I think it is. But I think also sometimes, I mean, obviously every relationship's different. You know, I don't know. Look, I'm, you know, but I'm on my second marriage, so I don't know. But what I am saying is this time around with my, my wife, it was an awesome time. We yeah. had a great time. But also some some relationships get in this, in this business thing where it's like, I'm taking the kids and becomes this, you know, yeah. this business transaction versus a, a relationship. And yeah, it was harder on those those couples a lot Yeah, because there wasn't that space that they were used to. We would do these projects. So when it first happened, we thought, oh, this will last like six weeks, right? Yeah. Yes. And so like we completely re- sand- we sanded and completely repainted our back deck. Okay. 
and then took did like a side project, like a landscape project on the side of the house, completely redid that. And uh, and we redid our fireplace. Then you had another 11 months of lockdown. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a break. Like uh, on my honeydew list, right? What else did you do on on your on your downtime, man? So you're so you live in, so for for the rec for the background, you live in Corpus. Christ I do, yeah. Okay, love it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying anything about that. So you're on the water. You got mm-hmm. you got a porch. You yeah, got, we we're we've been very blessed. Uh, I always had this when I went down to Corpus for for school. I fell in love with saltwater fishing, the beach, flip flops and board shorts, island time, island time, man. island time. That's yeah. what I'm all. That's the life, baby. And. uh and uh, I always just had like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd be on the water, driving down the canals, you'd see all the houses up yeah. and you just would say, you know, one day, right? And then uh, about four years ago, we had an opportunity and we jumped on it and and uh, we haven't looked back and it's, it's been awesome. Uh, love living on the water. Do you do the uh, the Texas, uh, was it Texas Billfish Classic? Have you heard about that? Yeah, it in Port, Port Aransas. Yeah, I think it's Port Aransas. Uh, I've never competed in it, but I have just gone in for like weigh-ins and stuff like that. So there's a there's a buddy that I had in the last uh, podcast, Jason Guest, and okay. uh, he's a Oldfield professional. Man, I'm forgetting something. OFS, something like o, OP, whatever. Anyway, so he's over, I guess, or he's on the board or something like the Texas uh, uh, Billfish Classic, mm-hmm. and it and it takes Oldfield service companies or Oldfield communities and like sets them up with like veterans of you know uh and just kind of like takes them out in the water and has oh, this cool. huge like bill fish tournament tournament yeah, yeah. and it's apparently it's a pretty great time i i like going offshore uh you know it's it's like snapper season is going on right now um is it it does close on august 2nd unfortunately i didn't it's only know a two-month window yeah so it's uh it's coming up to a close uh our neighbor has an offshore boat so he'll take us Did you do out. a lot of fishing during uh the lockdown no, because we had a we had a uh, a one year old or we had a newborn, so couldn't sneak out. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so the boat just sat there. Uh, we went out a few times. We'd go like on a coffee run, get up with the kids. Obviously, they get up. That's early. fun. Yeah, we just go cruise around, drink coffee. I and did then, that. Yeah, just you know, go out for an hour or two, and then come back for nap time. But uh, um, so how do you handle your business living in Corpus? Do you do a lot of driving? What I do? Yeah, I've actually it's funny because I I got an old change last week. Congratulations. And, uh, the uh, the guy doing the old change asked asked for like hey can, you know tell me what your odometer is, and I said two ninety six four twenty seven, and he said repeat that again. I said two ninety six four twenty seven. He said what year's his truck? I said it's fifteen. He was like damn, it's almost three hundred thousand miles. Yeah, I was like that's just my grocery getter. You know, <laughs> you always are you always, so you're always on the road, huh? Yeah. So my it my territory traditionally was the San Antonio Austin market. Okay. And then during the COVID, uh, it branched, expanded to to here in Houston, and then Dallas. Is that because Sean White couldn't uh, pick up the slack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll blame it on Sean. Thanks, Let's Sean. Blame it on Appreciate Sean. It. I mean, yeah. Sean's uh, he's not here right now. So yeah, we we'll blame it on, on Sean easily. Appreciate it, Sean. Yeah, uh, I did beat him at golf two times in a row. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, uh, it's home course too. By the Ooh, way, Ooh, that is yeah. huge. Okay, that's the competitive side coming. Yep, at yep, you. yep. It's home course. He's zero two against me. So. Well, you know what? You heard it here on Energy Cruise. So the next time we run into Sean White with Jive with Daddy, you get on his ass. That's about right. That. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, but other than that, in a traditional week, non COVID, non shutdown, uh, I'm typically on the road in any given city, just depending on how they're. You like customers. Tuesday and Thursdays or something like that? Yeah, Tuesday and Thursdays. Uh, like this week, I was, I left uh, Monday and I'll go home uh, Thursday. Okay. All and right. And then uh, just do it again the next week. So uh, my wife's a rock star. So it's, uh, 
I don't think I could have the schedule or routine that I do without. I'll tell you one thing, anchor. man. It's important to have a, a supporting spouse, is, supporting yeah. spouse, a supporting yeah. teammate. She's also in sales, and she's actually better at sales than I am. What kind of sales? In plumbing. Really? Yeah. So okay. she, uh, yeah, anything that water flows through, um, they they sell. So uh, they actually, she was top five, I think it was. So she kind of does wellbore optimization too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. How, how to set up your home the right yeah, way. I guess yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So a lot right. of plumber, plumbers and builder sales. Uh, but uh, two, was it two years ago? Three years ago. I don't know. She was six months pregnant with our son. So that would have been, yeah, about two years ago. Okay. She was top five in the nation in sales for selling Moen. And Moen actually sent her in plus one. So I got to go to the Bahamas for like a week. All really? Paid, all paid for. Yeah. It was awesome. I had a great time. We need, to bring, we need to bring stuff like that back in the old. Field. Yeah, I know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the old, like the old school sales. It's like you get this many leads, you get a trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, I know. For a right? week. That would like, be nice. Yeah. So she was six months pregnant at the time, so she didn't have as much fun as I did. But, but you had fun. Oh yeah, we had a great time. You can call that your baby moon. You're like, babe, I take you places. Yeah, right. To the Bahamas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because I work for that. We had great dinners. You know? Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I had great cocktails. You had great mocktails. Yeah. It's fine. I know. We got to we got to hang out. We got to go play golf. You know, it was awesome. So wait, so you you did kinesiology, then you uh -huh. started becoming a personal trainer. Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. Okay, so I didn't have the grades to become a physical therapist. Okay. I had a th I graduated three five. That's pretty damn good. I thought it was, but apparently to get into PT school, you got to be at the time it was like minimum was like a three seven five. Really? I had a friend who had a three seven five, and she was on the waiting list. And so my basic it was it was. My my school counselor was like, "Hey man, you should probably look at that." Else. Sucks because three five is pretty good. I thought so, right? Yeah. So, um, anyways, the next best thing was I, uh, one one of my old teammates and roommates and groomsmen uh, started working at Gold's Gym. Okay. And uh, so I just started working there as a personal trainer. Did my certification. What stories you got? Was it, okay. What was the what was the experience with the worst client that you've had? I guess working out, <sighs> working them out. Or a couple. I mean, throw some out there. It doesn't have to be the absolute worst. Worst by far was was very scandalous because it was Go very on. awkward. Yes. I trained a, a former stripper who was in her 40s at the time. Okay. Um, so I'm 27. Okay. I think is when. And so she's like younger 26. 40s? Yeah. And her objective was to lose weight enough to do this special trick she did to get back on stage to get back on stage and do like this special trick she would do what was the trick it was called the pretzel trick okay uh well she might be assaulted yeah <laughs> get it i like it yeah thank you yeah. salted pretzel yeah, i like it that's anyway. very good good pun thank you uh, so anyways, yeah, that was her goal was to get back into shape lose some of her to do the pretzel of her stomach to do this pretzel trick she okay. had uh, okay. and, uh, it just went South. It was not, what do you mean? How'd it go? Well, they would, she would show up in like basically, you know, a sports bra and, and like booty shorts. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You know, uh, all dolled up makeup. That was another thing about gyms. It's like, why do you, anyways, my wife always says it too. It's like, why do you get done up, get done up to go like swimming, you know? Yeah. And so, but yeah, so she would basically show up in, in basically like a sports bra and, and, little small shorts and everything she did, there was always like a emotional Some sexual, like, yeah. Window. It's like, yeah. And then it just, it was one of those, it got very awkward. 
to where I had to tell the store manager, like, hey, man, I, I just don't feel comfortable. Doing really? This. Yeah. And uh, we ended up, uh, he had talk with her. We passed her on to one of our female. That's got to be a trainers. pretty awkward conversation. It is because when you're, when you're trying to show them how to do like a tricep extension. Right. And everything they do is a moan. Oh, it's just you know like, I mean? it's like, we get it. You're sexual. Yeah. We get it. Very awkward. But this is Gold's Gym. Yeah. You don't have to be that way here. I used to say, yeah, Gold's Gym, uh, we always used to say it was like a, like a, well, it was like a Globo Gym in Dodgeball. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. know, we know we're better than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, she, I, did she ever get to do the pretzel? I don't know. I didn't ask. I passed her on and okay. went about my way. Do you know what the pretzel looked like? Mm-hmm. See, good. maybe in. Yeah. Oh, show, demonstrate? If you could. No, if I, even if I could, I'm not that flexible anymore. Okay. But yeah, my my uh, my favorite client was this uh, woman in a wheelchair, and uh, her name was Kelly, and she was kind of like a big. She ended up being like a big sister to me, but uh, she uh, she was paralyzed from the basically the waist down, freak accident. God. And uh, anyways, nobody wanted to, to to touch her as far as like nobody wanted to to tackle on that responsibility of trying to train her. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, uh, they just looked at me like, well, he's, he's a, want to be a personal, uh, physical therapist. My mom was an occupational therapist. Okay. So I kind of, and, and it didn't scare me at all. Like light bulbs just went off. I was like, I know exactly what we're going to do. And just outside the box thinking. And it was the best. I love client. that. I love that. Yeah. Like her, so her ultimate goal was to be able to do 10 pull-ups, um, in a row. Okay. So we did a lot of, um, you know, just to strengthen our arms and I would like, I would just think outside the box. So like I would, uh, we'd go in the basketball gym and I'd get a piece of plywood or I'm sorry, cardboard down. I put a center block and a rope and I'd strap it to her chair. And I would, we would do like basically like, oh yeah, like in basketball, you do the sprints, the, uh, horseshoe or yeah. was it horseshoe sprints? Um, you tell me to, to, to go back. Um, what were those called? I don't know. I just remember growing up and it was always, you had to pick up the race. Suicides? Suicides. Okay. Yeah. We would do suicides in the wheelchair. Oh, really? Yeah. And she would just pull the center block back and forth, back and forth. And then uh, I would have her like, we actually went outside one time. One of our trainers had a Jeep. And so I put the Jeep in neutral and had her pull the Jeep just to really straight. Oh yeah. I was just, everything was outside the box. I love that. Oh yeah. I loved it, man. I'd put her on like a big, a big uh, um, stability ball. And I would just basically hold her waist from the waist down and have her just do like bench press and everything and do like small, whatever crunches she could just for the top section. And, uh, I bet that's gotta be, that was probably fun for her too. Cause not every day is the exact same. Like, what'd you do today, Annie? Well, I pulled a Jeep. Yeah, exactly. No, it was great. We had a great time. I, th- I think I, tr- I trained her. I was only there for a year, year and a half. Yeah. And, uh, I think I trained her for nine months of the okay. time I was there. It was awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's just that part I really loved. I loved being a trainer because you can you just like helping people with their well, with you their can goals. kind of control their lives for an hour. Yeah, right? and so I had this uh, name tag. Uh, my name tag said Will the Punisher on it, and so what I did was because uh, a lot of times, right, as a, you sign up for personal training lessons, and people say, "Okay, well, we'll come to you." Let's say three, four weeks in, like, "Hey, I'm not losing any weight. I don't think this is working." Right. I said, okay, well, I only see you for two to three hours a week. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing the rest of the time? So I would give them these food journals. I would say, okay, everything you eat, here's a food log. Yeah. So, and then every time you come in, we're going to review it. 
if you don't bring your food journals in that day, it's you get punished. And so you go through like a hell course. Okay. Burpees, suicides, everything, right? Because in theory, I, I'm trying to make you not forget your food journal and make you more r- responsible and accountable. Accountable. I mean, accountable. if you're if you're if you're taking the time outside the gym to put yeah. this down, I mean, might as well yeah. utilize it. Yeah. And so that's what I would do. I'd put them through just like just complete hell session for an hour. And then they wouldn't forget it the next I time. I probably wouldn't either. But it's a lot easier though when they bring this in. It's like, well, of course you're not losing weight because yesterday you had, you know, water burger, a water burger bob for breakfast. You had six. And you're co- throwing out water burger because Corpus Christi. Go on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, home of water burger. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. Uh, and you know, you had a water burger for breakfast. You had six cokes. You had you know Jack and Box for lunch, and then at night you had you know ice cream or something like that. Can I interject here? Sure. I didn't graduate in kinesiology or anything like that, but I am going to say, it, to me, it sounds like they're not training hard enough with a diet like that. <laughs> it sounds like that's your fault. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I'll take the blame on that That's one. where I'm going yeah, with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I should, uh, I guess, with now with today's technology, I guess I could somehow put like a tracker in their phone and say, why are you at, you know, McDonald's right now? You should be, you know, yeah, you know, bringing your lunch to work or whatever, right? I so, love that when they... You order this huge meal, like, oh, I'll do a Diet Coke, though. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm watching my watching my figure, so let me get a Diet drink. So. This Big Mac. So, the, we're doing this. You're doing the kinesiology thing. You're enjoying mm-hmm. it, working at Gold's Gym. How did you get into the oil and, So, you're in Corpus at the time, right? Yeah, I was in Corpus, and uh, one of the trainers there, her ex-husband actually happened to be uh, Gyrohand. Okay. And he was gone a lot, traveling, and then he would come in periodically and i would just kind of like hey how's it going just small talk did you know anything about the oil industry at that time no i'm the, I'm the only person in my family in the oil and gas yeah industry. me too yeah so it's uh uh yeah he would just come in i was just like hey hey brandon how's it going you know and, yeah and uh he'd be like hey how's it going and then one day uh his uh his ex-wife was like hey uh brandon wants to take you to lunch talk to you about something so i was like okay well i got a few hours off so yeah sure why not let's go get some grilled chicken some Rise. He took me to Subway. Right. Yeah. There you go. Took me to Subway. Yeah, that's right. And Eat he, fresh. And basically, was just like kind of told me what he did and was like, you know, we're looking to hire. How would you like to do what I do? And uh, I saw I get to travel, I get a free truck, and I make more money. Yeah. And I'm as a personal trainer. Sign me up. So that was that it. That, that was, was it. That was it was kind it. of it was kind of the perks and the money and uh and the travel and the travel. Yeah. It, it was like you know we're global. You can go across the world. You can go across the country. Um, you know, it's got great benefits. It's a great company. It's privately owned. And, uh, you know, as the downside of a personal trainer working for a gold's gym type or a big, you know, lifetime fitness, let's say is the hours that you charge for the hour session, you only get a small percentage of what, so gold's takes, you know, yeah. a chunk, you get a little I bit. You. And then, so I would tell people, Hey, you need to eat right. And then I'd go home and I'd eat like ramen noodles and PB and J's because I was broke because yeah. you just weren't making that much money. So for me, it was like, sign me up. Let's do this. Gone. And I'll bet the process of quitting Gold's Gym probably took like proof of employment, proof of uh, that you're enrolled in their payroll because quitting a gym is tough. Yeah. Right? Well, it's more or less because you have your you have your clients, right? So you, you basically have to go to all your clients and say, look, I'm leaving. Yeah. And then you have to, yeah, you have to go to the manager and say- I was segueing the fact that I uh, quit LA- fitness like oh, literally you? like 11 months ago and i'm still getting charged for it like <laughs> quitting a gym is like you have to provide like a death certificate i feel like well that's why gyms are successful because of memberships right? god 
Especially in January, right? You just can't get out of them. New Year's resolution. Um, honey, or, you know, honey, wife, whoever. You start working out. I'm start working you out. You go there for two shape. weeks, you're like, it's too packed. I'm not doing this anymore. It's amazing to see January roll around. It's the worst. How many people are in the gym and then come like spring break, after spring break, it just goes back to what it was. Because people want to get in shape and then they're like, well, let me just make it a spring break. So I mean, And then it'll just fall I, back. I get, I, get, I get my beach body ready, right? And then just fall out. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think the the rep, but I'm but I'm saying the whole fact of quitting a gym. So I imagine quitting there as an employee is probably ten times more worse. I'll bet you're probably still somehow on the payroll over there. Yeah, probably, yeah. You I'm know what pay- I mean? Like they just that's still just got, I'm still paying taxes. That's just yeah, that's just how it works over at gyms. I just yeah, haven't been you served. Just can't I, get out. I haven't been audited yet. Probably. Exactly. You just <laughs> yeah. can't get out. That's right. Yeah. So what was that like going from from that to I guess kind of the oil field, uh, the oil field industry community? Uh, I thought. At the time, I was like, well, you know, because he was like, well, just let you know, this is a 24-7, 365 job. That's right, it is. Yeah. And I was like, no big deal. I've got a beach body workout. I do it at 5 a.m. on the beach, and then I go to the gym, and typically I, I don't leave the gym until like 10, so I'm used to being up, you know? Yeah. He was like, okay. And then, like, the first job went on, we were up like 36 hours. <laughs> I was like, gosh. What is it's <laughs> different. I was like, man, what are the, oh, and then, so my very first job, too, on that one. I'm up forever, and then I got to calibrate Shiv, so that was fun. So this is your so you 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 were working the fields. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I was a gyro hand for seven years. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, running tools. Okay. And uh, I loved it. Uh, and then I went into field sales for about a year and a half, two years. Do you like that? I did. I, I prefer office sales okay. uh, with engineers, um, mainly because typically your your meetings are planned. You yeah, know? versus showing up on a rig and just kind of waiting to see if they have time. Or you show up, you know, you, let's say you drive for three hours, you go up to your rig just to find out sales calls are Tuesdays and Thursdays only, and it's Wednesday. Yeah. And you're like, I just wasted six hours round yeah. trip, right? But that was just the learning curve of of not knowing, you know, uh, what the what their uh, policies were, and once you get down with the routine, then you kind of know. Okay, on this day I can go to these rigs, these yeah. customers, and this day is not. That's just but, figuring it out, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was the biggest challenge, but yeah, I ran tools for ran gyros for I think it was seven years, and then uh, I'd kind of uh, somebody approached me. I think the district manager was like, how, "How do you feel about sales?" And I was like, "Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm a social butterfly. Let's let's do it. I'll yeah. talk to whoever, right?" So, um. And then it's kind of blossomed into 13 years later. So, so then you're, yeah. So how long have you been doing corporate sales for? Corporate? Yeah. Uh, maybe five years. Okay. Four years. Maybe four years. All right. Five years. Yeah. You like it a lot better? I do. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, like I said, you, I can schedule a meeting with you. And I know that, okay, two o'clock today, you and I have a meeting. Um, and then I can set up my weeks or my days or my schedule. That and if way. I was a customer, that probably means it's two twenty, and I yeah, didn't right. text you. I'm running late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm running late. I forgot how bad traffic was. So that's right. You well, think- I mean, you got here. We we bullshit for about an hour. I'm like, wait, we should probably start filming this. Yeah, we should you probably start I, recording something. You think growing up here, I wouldn't forget how bad traffic is? But, oh, it's worse now, man. Yeah, it's bad. It is. It's it's, uh, it's brutal. Yeah, I was uh, I was coming from downtown, the George R. Brown, and uh, did you go to Urtec? Uh, I was going to. I had a pass and everything, and then I ended up meeting a customer at the the Rustic okay. across the street. How so. is that downtown? Good. The Rustic? Yeah. Yeah, they've got one in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 
uh, Pat Green and his. Uh, I think it started in Dallas, and we got a couple in Houston, some yeah. in San Antonio. Was there a big? Was a I've so for Urtech this year. So I didn't go to Urtech, but I went to uh, Doug. Okay. Pretty impressed by Doug. Um, actually thought there was a lot of customers there, um, which, and also and talking before, I mean, there's all these new companies too, you know, that yeah. I didn't even know about, you know, but the thing is though, again, talking, I knew the people that worked for the company. So that was kind of the only introduction yeah. to the company. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought the, uh, the conversations were good. It, w- it wasn't anything about 2020. It wasn't anything about, you know, negative. It was just a very, just normal conversations. Yeah. It was actually customers there yeah. you know what i mean there's operators there which i thought was like okay well we're going old school with this i like it yeah and Ur- urtech i saw the same thing i People saw a lot of hugs yeah. oh my god hugs seen you forever let's oh, go to this happy hour let's go to this let's <laughs> yeah, go to right. this yeah like it was great like a lot of like networking and like it was it was it was a great experience in urtech there was a ton of customers that mm-hmm. went uh to urtech and i didn't even know about urtech yeah i just you know? uh steven actually told us about it um last friday on our call and then uh, one of my customers actually uh, was going to go to it. So I was like, oh, well, let me get a pass and I'll, I'll get to hang out with him. And um, I ended up getting pulled over to the Rustic instead, which would make not bad. It was better parking wise, right? Yeah. Uh, and not having to figure out where he is at in the, in the exhibit. So uh, that was nice. But uh, yeah, that's actually the biggest challenge, right? Is, is, at least for me, for me personally, is the days of, let's say we're in an office, right? Mm-hmm. The days of me setting up a meeting with you. And then after you and I are done, I'd be like, hey, man, do you mind just introducing me to this guy or, or this girl that, you know. Yeah, man, come on down. Yeah, because I've always wanted to, to 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 meet him and, you know, I just wanted to shake hands and give him a card, right? You know, that's done. The casual um, expand your network by yep. walking by, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's roaming the halls. That's a good point. And hanging out in the, of- in the cafeteria bringing tacos is, is you know, that's a thing of the past, at least for now. Maybe we'll come back, but. Uh, yeah, um, I think there's so the people I'm talking to. There's kind of a push and a pull. You know yeah. what I mean? Some people like it because it's like you know it's kind of a distraction anyway. If I yeah. want to see people, I'll meet with them elsewhere. You know, and some are like you know, bring it back. You know, we miss we miss the 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 bullshitting in the morning. Yeah. We miss the talking. We miss this. But that's a harder uphill battle to fight because it's like number one, besides the whole COVID shit. Like, yeah. but it's like they like the control of not having people. Because honestly, people yeah. would abuse it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, my favorite stories are people that walk in the halls, like roam in the halls, which I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. Just walk down the halls and you're like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You're supposed to be escorted here. Oh, I was just. Oh, uh, man, I was trying to use the restroom. Where's <laughs> yeah, it at, man? Where's that restroom at? Can't you, find it's it. It's like you passed three of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're in my office. This yes. isn't the restroom. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm JP. How you doing? That's right. Yes, yeah, so that's, you know, that's one of the bigger challenges now is, uh, it's just you can't get that multiple handshake exposure. So what are you doing about that, man? I, I would. You have to I get creative. Uh, one. Okay. Uh, so you know, you and I are talking offline, but like when I had, I used to have a really big. I, I say a really big. I used to have a yeard, and uh, is that I what would, you call? Is that what it's called? Yeah, a yeard. A yeard. Why is it? Why a yeard? A beard. A beard for a year. A yeard. Okay. Yeard. Okay. And so uh, just to try to break up the monotony of a blind email cold call or a text i was i sent like video messages yeah. of like my beard growth and like how it was going and stuff like that and that got a lot more dude that's a good way to stand out yes and it got a lot more feedback and a lot more responses versus me sending you an email hey how's it going right and then you just come through because when you do when you're doing something like that i can imagine you're like hey you know john smith or whoever right 
just want to say, hey, just take a look at the beard. It's getting longer and longer. Yep. Hope all is well. So there's nothing, there's, there's nothing behind that. There's no, yep. Uh, yep. I need something from you. There's no, I'm checking in so I can find out when you're picking up that rig. There's yep. nothing like that. It's nope. more like you're just staying relevant. It's just, hey, uh, hope all is well. Yeah, I uh, like that. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. Let me know if you need anything. Exactly. Uh, here's the beard. Yeah. I like that. Talk to you later. And so that, uh, it was great. Okay. So for someone living in Corpus, so being creative, stuff like that. So how else are you, I guess, because you just got the Houston market as well, you said. Yes. Houston customers, then Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay. So I guess when li you're living in Corpus, I mean, how do you break it in? How are you making these new contacts? I mean, how are you, I guess, trying to uh, get uh, in places? A lot of it is, 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 uh, you know, mutual connections. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like sort of those introductions. It's like, hey, you know, uh, I was given, let's say, Conoco. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to one of our guys here. It's like, do you have any contacts at Conoco that you can just, hey, this is our guy, you know. Um, can you so you're utilizing your, um, already network, your, yeah. your, your, your salesperson network. Yeah. So you okay. do that. Um, and then a lot of it's LinkedIn, right? You connect, you message. Were you, were you big on LinkedIn before? No. Dude, isn't that crazy? I wasn't either. I wasn't big on LinkedIn until I took a sales class. And two years ago. Go on about the sales class? I mean, I had a profile and everything, right? Uh, and, but the the sales cl class basically taught me was you, and it's funny because like in, in Austin, for example, um, there are some companies that I overheard. I was in a coffee shop there by well, Old Parsley, right? downtown these two uh, look like college kids were talking about it apparently there's some there's some companies in in austin that hire you based on your followers how many followers do you have on twitter on okay. instagram on whatever um because for content or pushing the company narrative or, or, or anything you want to get out there you can share it right and it yeah. goes to x amount of people so a lot of people, instead of just on their resume, they're saying, I have X amount of followers on Twitter or on whatever. That's on resumes now? These two, yeah, these two people at a coffee shop were talking about that. Okay. And I don't know if that's just like an Austin thing because the, you know, the whole tech in Austin. What do you, okay, so what do you think about that real quick? Austin? No, no, no not Austin. Just, just that whole concept. Oh, about showing your followers? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've, that's an interesting way to, I mean, I've never thought about that, but that's, look. For me, sitting here, 41 years old, I think that's kind of like, that's kind of, but at yeah. the same time, I mean, things have changed. Things are changing. Yeah. And things are going to continue to change. Yeah. So I, I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. You know, I've got a Facebook. Your old school Facebook. I got MySpace. the, well, I always say the book of faces. I got the book of faces. Uh, but that's the thing, right? Is you have, let's say you have, uh, you know, a hundred friends on Facebook. Well, I don't talk to all of them. You know, there's only a handful of people like. I literally talk to you on a weekly basis, yeah. monthly basis, right? So I think that whole, how many followers do you have? It's like, well, you don't know them, you know? Just because you can send a post and stuff like that to increase, you know, your your Twitter followers, stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I'm more of the, I don't know. I guess the, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too delved, dived into the um, no, I, social I, look, I get that. atmosphere. I get that, but I'm I'm trying to think right now kind of, you know, like, well, LinkedIn is important. I think, I think LinkedIn is important. Yeah. yeah. I, I was talking more of like the Twitter, Instagram stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. LinkedIn is important, especially for, because 
And I feel like an asshole right now. The fact that literally in the beginning of the show, I'm saying find energy crew on Instagram. No, this is a different platform. It's a different, it's a different reach because okay. you're not trying to, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. I don't want to say. Just say it. Well, I feel like you know, Instagram, it's all like, you know, look at me, how much, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those. It's like no, a, it's just self, a self, uh, a self-proclaiming uh, a fluffer. You're, you're exactly. showing off a non-reality to it. Yeah. Know. Versus LinkedIn. It's like, okay, I want to connect with this person because they don't know who I am, but I'd love to just show them what we do. Yeah. Maybe some stuff like that. And then in return, or I can potentially start some dialogue with that person and branching out. Dude, it's crazy. Like, you it's know. a workforce. I, I think LinkedIn is different because it's more oil and gas centered. Yeah. Versus, uh, I don't want to say a popularity contest or like that, but it's just, you know, it's more centered to the oil and gas ne and networking yeah. and, and branching out your spider web versus, uh, you know, like you said, just the personal fluff. I think it's kind of cool because, like, I remember before, you know, March 2020, like, I was rarely on LinkedIn. I didn't really see, a like, to me, getting out there was the most important thing you can do yeah. as a salesperson. Yeah. I thought being at events, being here. Being relevant at yeah. golf game tournaments, whatever that whatever that was, mm -hmm. but in reality, like I mean, this day and age, like I've made so many friends on LinkedIn. Like yeah. I've made so many great connections on LinkedIn, even people that I haven't met yet, like yeah. that I exchanged dialogue with in for, for months and months and months. Like it's it's weird how it's like it's the norm. It's yeah. the norm to connect to people, strangers on LinkedIn, and when you see them in person, like it's weird. You're catching up with like an old friend. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's uh, I. I didn't realize the power it had. I, and I hate giving props to a social media uh, platform just because, you know, yeah. social media. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it, it's not something that you can, that people should kind of like shy away from or, or people that should not give it as much credit as mm -hmm. it should. Yeah. Because it is pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you one thing, like the people that are on LinkedIn that I haven't even met yet that I keep on seeing on that, they're, they stand out in my mind more than, you know, People that I've known for years yeah. that, that aren't involved on it that I'm that I'm friends with. Yeah, just because that's what I'm on. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm scrolling. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this person. Oh, they're they're with this company. They're over here. Like you're seeing that more. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're seeing the people that actually are active. I mean, they're more relevant, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and, I, and that's why. I mean, I do like LinkedIn, and I use it. You know, um, I just uh, and I, I guess I do separate what LinkedIn does versus the other, I guess, yeah. social platforms. Yeah. The um, book of faces. Yeah. The book of faces. Yeah. Let's call it one day. I'll get rid of it. Dude, I one my, day. I just convinced my wife to get it off her phone. Like I'll, like I have it. Um, but I mean, I, I just own the computer and I check it probably once every four, three, four or five days. Yeah. I never even check anymore. Yeah. I know it's, uh, we have some friends that, uh, you know, and I think everybody has a set of friends that are just addicted to it. Right. What do you mean? Just constantly what? Well, for example, like we, my wife and I took a picture one time and we were at the beach and I was like, hey, do you mind taking a picture of us? And they were like, yeah, no problem, right? So take a picture. I thought they were just going to like text it to us. Yeah. No, they posted it on Facebook and tagged us. And I'm like, I didn't want that picture. No, send on it Facebook. to me. <laughs> That's my picture. I didn't want that picture on Facebook, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it was like some people, it's just, uh, it's automatic. Automatic. Yeah. It goes to the cloud or wherever. But the book of faces. The book of faces. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. 
But what else do you get into? So you're in Corpus, you're traveling a lot of time. What, what are you getting into your time off? What do you what shows are you watching? What books are you a book reader? Are you a, a I'm, porch sitter? I'm not a book reader. Uh my wife and I do like to play golf. Oh, really? Both y'all? Mm-hmm. I, I actually like that. I actually proposed on the 18th green at a golf course in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Do you play a lot of golf? Uh I try to. Okay. Beers and bogeys is how I like to play. Okay. Yeah. I dig uh, that. Um obviously Sean's worse than beers and bogeys, but uh going back to Sean being known too, but uh uh, yeah, no, my wife loves to play. Uh, we, we try to play, you know, obviously with kids, it makes it harder and we don't have any family down in Corpus. Oh, so, where's y'all's family at? Your family's in Houston still? Uh, San Antonio, uh, LaGrange in East Texas. LaGrange. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my mom and my stepdad, they live in, uh, in Ellinger actually. Um, and then, uh, her family lives in San Antonio. Okay. So we, so we do anyways, we don't have any immediate family and my, actually my sister, uh, lives in Virginia and the other one lives actually here in Katy. So, uh, so getting a babysitter can be challenging. And so we try to do like, uh, uh, it doesn't always work out, but like a once a month, every other month, like a date night, you know, and then that's pretty fun though. I think that'd be fun. Like playing golf with your spouse. I mean, it's just, it's an activity to do together and both y'all enjoy it. We love it. And it's weird because when you're on a golf course, you don't, unfortunately you don't see a lot of spouses playing. Mm-mm. Cause it's like, hey, I'm gonna go play with my buddies. Yeah, leave the wife at home, right? You know, but no, I, I we enjoy it. We, you know, we'll just jam out, have some beers, and just have a good time. That's a fun. Like, you'll be playing with a lot of guys. Like, oh no, I don't. I would never want my wife playing. Yeah. Like, what you don't like your spouse? I know. You want to like, hang out with your wife? No, nah, man. Like, we, that, is that bad for you? We enjoy it. Yeah, it's funny because the we uh yeah I, I proposed this place called Silverhorn in San Antonio. Yeah, and it was the closest. It was a, a course really close to where her parents live. And so we would play there all the time. And uh, uh, I remember I'd booked a, uh, I booked basically two, three tea times in a row. That way there was really nobody in front or behind us. So we just kind of played by ourselves the whole round and, and it was awesome. And right before we teed off, we went, you know, we went to the starter and it was this really old man, very nice. And he was like, oh, this is all, you know, I used to play with my wife all the time. I'm glad to see that y'all play together, you know? And we're like, oh, yeah, thank you, you know? He's like, well, then she died. Uh, uh, the box is yours. Good luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? Thanks, Bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. Like, oh, man. No pressure here. Okay. They all do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bill. Have a good day. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was kind of a funny spot. And then, yeah, anyways, we played around, and I played like crap just because, you know, you're nervous because you know it's leading up and to you it. want And you want her to win. Yeah. Right. You did it. That was strategic. Uh, I can't remember who won. I think she might have won. So you proposed on a golf course? Yeah, on the green, 18th green. I had, I basically had my parents and her parents and her brother there in the clubhouse taking pictures. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So it was pretty cool. I dig that. Yeah. What else do you do? So golf? Yep. Golf. Uh, I guess fishing when you can. If not, do we just, there's a place in Corpus called the Ski Canals, like Ski Basin. Okay. And it's like an undeveloped. Um, canal system. Eventually, they'll build houses on them. And, uh, but there's, it's, it's probably, kind of in the process, though, right now. Yeah, it's probably 10, 20 years away. But in the meantime, it's it's just a place you have to get there by boat. And you just, it's all sand bottom. You just basically pull up, um, beat your boat, and get on the back and swim. And we'll bring the dogs and kids and just listen to music and hang out. What kind of music? So when we're on the boat, it's either Texas country or uh, some, sometimes we'll do a little reggae. Okay. 
I dig that. Some Revolution yep. Pandora. Yep. yep. Uh, if not, it's like typically like Turnpike Pandora. Um, but you and Steven both like heavy metal. Yeah. So if it's, it's uh, my wife calls it my death music, but uh, if I had my way, it'd be like on Octane or Five Finger Death Punch Pandora. And you're time. introducing your children to this, correct? Yeah. So Good. I got my, my daughter Head Bobs to, uh, to I Prevail. A song called Bow Down. It's pretty heavy. All right. <laughs> so she'll sit there and just rock out like this, you know. And, I think that's so cute. Yeah. I love that. I'll do some five finger death punch and uh, yeah, they like they like it. I think uh, it's always fun showing your 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 kid kind of stuff that you're interested into and yeah. then you see that they get it too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. last week and my daughter she's like, Dad, play Halo. I'm like, okay, so I started playing Halo and I'm like, I just gave her the remote and she like, you know, didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like it was just like still like it's fun, yeah. you know, watching them kind of like take on your uh, yeah. uh, interests, yeah. you know, your hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the fun part, you know? And so, we'll, uh, but yeah, typically it's, 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 it's usually, uh, oh, we'll do some Mumford and Sons. Um, very safe. Yeah. Very safe. My wife and I have seen him like three times. Uh, that's, it's, Mumford Sons is the first concert I've ever been to where I have never left to go get another beer. Or use the restroom because I didn't want to miss anything. Really? Mm -hmm. They just put on a really good show. Jam. Okay. Jam. Chris Stapleton is a close second. Okay. Jams. So awesome. do, you, do you like a lot? Do you like concerts? Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah, I try to go to a lot. Or is there a lot that comes down to Corpus? Yeah, you know it's weird. Corpus is a. Uh, we get a lot of headliners. Um, and I think what it is 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 because it's a smaller venue. It's like a warm up show to a bigger venue. So they go there first where they hit up uh, Houston or something like that. Yeah. Or for example, El Elton John came down. Uh, really? Yeah. Elton John came down probably, this is four kids. So let's say six years ago. Wow. My mother-in-law is from England. Okay. And so uh, her sister was actually over here from England. She does like a six-week stay. And so anyways, they were in San Antonio. And we were like, hey, Elton John's in Corpus. So they drove down and they're both in their 60s and we're like, Oh, but they were rocking out. Oh, they were like thirteen-year-old teenagers, all giddy, and we were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pick you up from this spot at like ten o'clock." So you be don't be late. <laughs> yeah. Don't be late. Have your and, phones uh, on you. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, we get you know, Elton John. We've gotten uh, you know, all the big name uh, rock bands that'll come. You know, uh, you know, Deftones, Tool. Did you see Tool last time they came in? No, I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like half the crowd was standing, the other crowd, half the crowd was like sitting down. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's a show. It's a performance. You yeah. know what I mean? So you can watch it like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get the the Five Fingers of the World, the Breaking Benjamins, you know, and then you'll get oh, everything else, right? Every genre. But uh, I would say as far as like the big headliners, you know, you got, I think Elton John is probably the biggest one. That, that's that's a pretty big name. Yeah. Um. Well, Chris Ableton. So Chris Ableton actually played the Tuesday before everything completely shut down. I think everything shut down on a was it Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, because, I remember that. Because that... Uh, they canceled the rodeo. Yeah, because that Friday was supposed to be Cody Johnson and Parker McCullough uh, down there in Corpus. Yeah. And uh, like hours before the show, that's right, hours before the show, it got canceled. Oh, I remember I remember it was like the Houston rodeo was canceled. I yeah. was like, oh shit, this is getting serious. Yeah. And after that, I think a day after that, it was like... Everything was locked down. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Chris Ableton is the last nope, that's not true. So we we did see a private Wade Bowen concert okay. in Bronfels a few months back. Um that'd have been nice. Oh, that was even that was cool. It was very uh it was only a hundred people. Very intimate. Very intimate. Yeah. Acoustic. He did requests. Yeah, my wife went up there and he was like, Yeah, if you got a request, just walk up and ask and I see her get up and she 
t- you know, tells him something, then he gets on the microphone. He's like, that is the nicest anybody has ever requested a song. <laughs> the nicest way. And he started laughing. So he started playing the song and then she's all dancing by herself, you know? And uh, we were sharing a table with two other women. And they were just like, you, you think you ought to get up there and dance with your wife? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably, that's probably a good no, idea. I was saying you're dancing by themselves. I'm like, when, yeah. are you, when, when are you getting up, buddy? Yeah. So, you know, I go up there. We, we do a little, you know, custom dance. And and then, uh, at, at, anyways, at the meet and greet, went back and he remembered her because how nice she asked. I was like, what'd she say? He was like, man, she just said, hi, my name is, you know, Caroline Norman. And and uh, I would just, uh, I'm a huge fan. I'd really love if you would just play this this song. And he was like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll do it right now. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we try to go to concerts. Uh, so I've actually got, it keeps getting pushed, but it's coming what? in San Antonio, Rammstein. What? Yeah, they're coming to San Antonio. Uh, it was supposed to be this year. It got pushed to next year. That would be a great show to go to. Yeah. So, the, oh, yeah. So it, apparently it's the best pyrotechnic when, show. When is it? Uh, so it's, well, it's funny now because. It got, it's going to be our anniversary. So it's September 17th, 2020, 2022 in San Antonio. Keep me updated on that. Okay. My wife and I might crash. Yeah. Seriously. Apparently it's supposed to be the best pyrotechnic show. Ever. It's Rammstein, dude. I yeah, mean, I it's, it doesn't matter if the pyrotechnics are there. It's going to be a great show. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got a, we got a few. We're going to be in the pit. <sighs> of course you are. Yeah. Well, they have the Fuhrer Zone, and they have the pit right behind it. The Fuhrer Zone? Is yeah. that what they call it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought the Fuhrer Zone might be a little bit too intense. So I was like, a, first off, <laughs> yeah. that sounds intense. I don't care where yeah, you're at. Right. You know what I mean? That sounds a place yeah. you don't want to be. Yeah. So I was like, no, well, let's just do the pit, you know? I think the pit's fine. You yeah. don't need to go the Fuhrer. You don't need to go full Fuhrer. You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, it'll be uh, be next next September. Okay. Well, keep me updated on yeah, that. Yeah, man. Uh, so what else is going on, dude? What what are some conversations you're getting with your buddies around the table? That's kind of a constant theme y'all are talking about. I mean, is there is there any common common stories, headlines, or anything that that you want to bring up right now? Uh, like just uh, anything, like, old field, uh, personal, whatever it is. Man, we're just uh, you know, the like okay, so. Work related, I mean, it's just how do you think outside the box and how do you gain um, market share and revenue? Uh, are you actually are you actually developed coming up with ideas on that or is it kind of just spitballing and just kind of? Yeah, so a lot of it's just outside the box thinking. Uh, it, it obviously now that things are opening up has gotten easier, but uh, yeah, just trying to come up with ways to make yourself different, and make yourself stand out. Do you feel that because things are kind of opening up right now, because things are people are kind of getting back out there and all that stuff? Do you still feel that there should be as strong as an online presence? Yeah, I'd say yeah, because you you have to have. Both. There's no wrong. There's no wrong answer. I would say you have to have both because certain certain people like certain methods, right? Yeah. And so certain people, just because you're seeing, you know, 100 people at an event, yeah. there's 500 people that aren't at that event. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, some people like the face-to-face versus some people like, oh, just shoot me an email. Yeah. I'd rather not talk to you or see you in person. I don't have time for you. You know, I, I'm, I'm I too busy. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. It we always were, feels good. Yeah. We, we had a meeting in San Antonio a couple weeks ago and, and, uh, the joke was, uh, and he is a guy, an engineer I knew for a long time. And he was sitting down and on, on his desk, you know, he's got the big bowl of cards. Oh, that makes me feel really good. And uh, I had brought a, a new guy with us, and I was like, yeah, I just want to introduce him and blah, blah. Here's his card. And so he put it right there in the, the thing. 
in the bowl. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is just from this morning. You know, he was being facetious, yeah. but it was just like, you know, we started laughing. I was like, yeah, I get, you know, because I imagine your inbox is just flooded with emails, right? I feel bad for, honestly, I feel bad for operators yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Like, like, especially like this go around when they people pick up a rig. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or it's like, God, like that the phone has to be going off nonstop. Yeah, I mean, you know, just simple things, right? Like uh, customers that you're really close with. It's like, hey, we're just trying to just do an updated technical presentation. And then, you know, you say, okay, let's shoot for this this week. And then that week comes up and nothing's ever happened. It's like, hey, just want to give an update. Like, are we still on or do you oh, want to push it? Lynn, sorry, and then, we'll it yeah, and it's like, man, I'm sorry. I've just been swamped. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a challenge, but it, it happens. Um, But anyways, yeah, work-wise, that's kind of what we talk about. Just how do we... How we stay relevant, how we stay ahead of the game and just, just think outside the box with customers and try Those to, are fun conversations. I find them fun. It is. Yeah. Because you can, certain people, like, you have a different approach than I would have a different approach, right? right? And vice versa. And so it's just like, oh, have you tried this? No. That's a good idea. You know? Uh, like a video text message. Have you tried doing a video yeah. text message? You know? Um, have you tried doing a, a virtual happy hour? You know, whatever, whatever that looks yeah. like, hey, let's, let's try something. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, uh, a lot of times people are thinking, what, you know, what's outside the box? You know, what, what can I do that's different? What can I, like this far, so often that people don't go move forward those ideas or completely because it's like, well, I don't know how it's going to mm -hmm. stay. Yeah. Well, shit, if this one doesn't go, do it again and see if it gains more traction. Yeah. Change it up. Like, don't be afraid to try something just because you're not sure how the feedback's going to be. And if the feedback isn't there, I mean, keep 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 working at it, you know, yeah. keep building on it. Like cuz you had that idea for a reason. Yeah. And so that's the, you know, that's kind of what we do for and the cool thing about again with Jared is, is our sales team we're lean but we're very close. Yeah. And uh so we bounce ideas off each other all the time and and uh we're a really close group, which is nice, you know. Uh there's no stepping on toes. Stuff like that. You know I don't I mean? like the mentality. No. It's my account. Yeah. Okay. So I won't say hi to them. Yeah. Right. So, we, no, we're, we're very, you know, um, kind of just like a close group, you know, and so, which is really nice. Uh, it's probably another reason why you know, I like working with Jared Data. So it's uh, the people. It, yeah. It's people. I mean, it just comes down to people and, and, and what you do. Well, are you finding any uh, uh, kind of over overlying trends that you're seeing from the operators in this, uh, this, this, landscape right now it's almost like they're i don't say scared but it, it kind of feels like they're scared to ramp up activity i'm feeling that yeah um and they're treating as if it's still like around the 35 40 dollars barrel but um more than likely it's just I, my guess is they just don't want to ramp up just to ramp back down again if something happens so it's i think it's just gonna be a slow gradual um scale up but uh i found that uh customers have got a lot more um, humble too you know, yeah. there's a lot, I mean, before when people wouldn't, you know, take a phone call or an email or something like that, or be like, oh, yeah, let's do lunch. And, you know, they never get back to you and all that stuff. Now it's kind of like, it's, you know, it's level the playing field. We're all in the same boat. We're all in this. So now people are actually kind of, they'll, they'll take a phone call. You know what I mean? So this is the first uh, time that I have seen where there have been more engineers looking for work than, uh, People like you and I, yeah. Um, which that is odd sucks, to be though. on on the other side of the desk when that is I right. Know. Where it's like, hey, you know, anybody hiring? Um, so that that has been a weird. That is true. 
transition. Um, but I mean, it's it's literally one of those things. I mean, you're seeing all these mergers and acquisitions like come out of like yeah. every week. And like, yeah. you just don't know like what the hell's happening. Who's yeah. with who, who's not with who. And it's just like, you're right. You're seeing all these great people on the market and mm -hmm. you would love to help them all, all out. Right. If possible. Yeah. But it's like, shit, I don't know. I'll try to keep my ear open. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's all like, you can do. You know, hey man, I'll let you know if something happens and, and, uh, you know, do the best I can, but yeah. So that, that's been a weird, mm -hmm. um, thing is, 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 is just saying more of your, your customers that you would call on like, Hey, Hey man, if you hear anything, let me know. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I guess that's been a kind of a weird, surreal, um, wave of, uh, of the oil and gas industry, but it's getting better. So, so what else you got? What, what, what you got going on this afternoon after this? Nothing. I'm going to go home tomorrow. Yeah. Um, see the babies, see the wife. Um, I've got daddy daughter weekend coming up this weekend. Fun. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we'll be doing that. Um, uh, hopefully get to, sh um, shoot like a little BB gun maybe for the first time. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we'll do, uh, a buddy of mine said, Hey, we got, we're going to this ranch and, and uh, what we said was we're going to a ranch in South Texas. So I was like, yeah, count me in. Like, I'm the closest one there, so whatever. You know? We're in South Texas. Well, I didn't know yet, right? And so I was like, yeah, count us in, right? So we'll do, he's like, yeah, it's a ranch. They've got cabins. They've got a pool. We'll do a movie night. We'll go right around. You can shoot a BB gun or 22 or whatever you want to. We'll just have, you know, just get away with the daughters. I was like, yeah, count me in, you know? And then so uh, last week, I was like, hey, where's this place at anyways? You know, he's like, it's it's, uh, it's in South Texas. It's called the Chandler Ranch. I was like, man, okay. Uh, so I look it up and it's south of like Pecos. And so I was like, dude, I looked, Bro. I was like, dude, it's six and a half hours from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not South Texas it's at not, all. Yeah. He's like, well, it's south of somewhere technically. Sure. I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, Everywhere like, south of somewhere. I was like, man, so you're telling me with my... Three and a half year old. I've got to drive six and a half hours. Six and a half hours. I was like, this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to say, we'll just south watch. South of Pecos. That's South Texas. Yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. So then I, I looked on their website because they have, they do hunts in like, I don't know, third sense. It says like, you know, prime West Texas, you know, hunting. And I was like, it's on. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. You going? Oh, yeah. We're going. It's going to be a haul, bro. I've already committed. Oh, yeah. But we'll just do Netflix or, you know. What, what is she into right now? Uh, well, she's a princess, so we, uh, uh, thanks to Target, uh, yes. sarcastically, uh, there are, Target has every princess dress. Oh, so available. she's always decked out in the princess. Oh yeah. As soon as she gets I home from that. school, it's, it's, uh, you know, I want to be Anna. I want to be Elsa. I want to be Rapunzel. That. I want to be Cinderella. Yeah. So that's, that's really cute. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of cool cause she gets real joy, you know, putting, uh, she's just a little princess kit she's got. I'm in trouble. I, if, <laughs> you know what? Whatever, man. Yeah. It's 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 cute seeing him that be yeah. that creative that age. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, so she's into she's into princesses right now. Uh, obviously, the Frozen. Was oh yeah, yeah. And so we've got a lot of the Frozen stuff. And then uh, yeah, so I imagine a few other princess dresses will make the suitcase for the trip. And I think they have to. And it's perfect ranch. Yeah. Ranch, oh, I know, right? Gear. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in the process of showing my daughter all the old school uh, movies like Fly the Navigator, Goonies. We watch Goonies. And then uh, we just started watching uh, Avengers. Yeah. Even though it's like, hey, Evelyn, PG 13, I know you're 
seven or eight. Yeah. She's like, oh. but I mean, all it is is action. It's not like, I mean, shit, you watch some of the 80s, 80s movies. I oh, mean, yeah. they're way worse. They're like cursing and smoking heaters and yeah. looking at Penthouse Matt and Splash. They were looking at this guy who was looking at Penthouse Magazine. Like, oh. 80s movies, PG movies back in the 80s, very different. Oh, yeah. Very different story. Yeah. So, I have a little action. Yeah, you can watch it. I'm fine with it. You're yeah. gonna watch it with me. So it's 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 fun watching getting her involved in all those like old school yeah. stuff that we grew up on. Yeah, and like a little man, he just he just uh he's still into like he's into dinosaurs and and like monster trucks. Yeah, or Paw Patrol. So that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, which is uh which is pretty cool. But yeah, that's what I got planned. Just hanging out here, and then I'll go home tomorrow and go see the babies and mama and I dig it, man. Yeah. So, anyway, man. First off, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in, taking yeah. time out to Appreciate swing by me. Energy Crew and for uh, this bottle of Grandstone, 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 Grandstone Highland Single Malt Scotch with twenty five years Sherry Cask Finish. Yeah, I think it's very good, man. Well, appreciate, it, man. I'm I'm just pumped to be here. Well, this next awesome. time you're in town, dude, let me know. And we'll uh, we'll set something up. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously, get together. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get the wives and we'll go have dinner. And I'm down with that, man. Maybe go play some golf. You tell. Well. <laughs> yes, we got a driver. We have a driver for that. My wife will be driving. Okay. Yes, she'll do that, and she'll uh, critique my uh, my golf game, even though she doesn't play. But yeah. that's what we do. We mess with each other. That's so. like that scene from uh, uh, "I Love You, Man," where uh, Jason Segel gets crushed in the shin. He's like, "This is why I don't play golf with." <laughs> I haven't seen that in such a long time. It's such a great movie. I haven't seen this is my time. misery. <laughs> but um, anyway, if anyone wants to reach out to uh, Will, Nor- it's William Norman on uh, LinkedIn, right? Use the English, the full name. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's weird. I, I somehow accidentally set up two profiles. So really, I, yeah, I did it by mistake, and I can't okay. get rid of the other one. Uh, okay, it's kind of like getting rid of a gym membership. Uh, you just, just can't get rid of it. I Once you're in LinkedIn, you're yeah. there forever. Yeah. So it's uh, Will Norman or William Norman. William uh, Norman, and then William N at gyrodata.com. That's is it. Yeah. Is the email. So yeah, just reach out, say hello. And uh if you're in the, the Austin, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio area, he'll be coming on through. So meet for him, have a, yeah. a, a cup of coffee or a, or a scotch or something like that. I'll drive wherever. That's right. So thanks for everyone tuning in to uh, Energy Crew and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Sounds good. Appreciate right, it. Brother. Brother.